listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 6th of September. Liz Truss will replace Boris Johnson as the new British Prime Minister after winning the leadership race overnight. Ms Truss won just over 57% of votes compared to 42% for Rishi Sunak. The 47-year-old will become Britain's third female PM and has promised to tackle the energy crisis and cut taxes. And my friends, we need to show that we will deliver over the next two years. Professor John Blaxland is an international security expert and he says the change in leader won't affect relations with Australia too much. We have strong trading ties now with the UK and the security ties are being bolstered like they haven't been for generations. That's not going to change anytime soon. Yes, the rhetoric of uh, Boris Johnson will probably shift, but the substance is going to probably remain. To today's other news now, and the Reserve Bank meets today with speculation it will again increase the official cash rate. Tom Petrovsky from Comsec says another half a percent increase is expected today, with the big banks set to quickly pass on any rise to homeowners. That will probably be the last of the half a percent hikes and we expect that there'll be a pause as far as uh, October is concerned and then uh, we'll probably see another rate hike of a quarter of a percent where November is concerned. And we'll have more details on interest rates coming up shortly in business and finance. To New South Wales now, and seven people, including a number of children, have been treated for injuries after a bus crash in Perisher Valley in the New South Wales Snowy Mountains. Ambulances were called to Kosciuszko Road around 5.30 yesterday afternoon after the bus plunged down an embankment. No one was seriously injured. Meantime, three people have been rushed to hospital in Sydney overnight after a faulty heater exploded, leaking deadly carbon monoxide. Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has the details from Sydney and says it's prompted another serious warning from firefighters. That's right, Tash. Just after 10 last night, fireys were called to a home in Rose Hill in Sydney's western suburbs after reports of a gas leak. When they arrived, they found three people inside the property, one unconscious and two extremely ill. Authorities at this stage think it was due to a faulty heater. Fire and Rescue Superintendent Adam Dubry says it is a warning for all Aussies to get their heaters checked and serviced regularly. When a heater is not burning efficiently, it can cause carbon monoxide in your home and carbon monoxide poisoning is deadly. It's a silent killer. A man and woman in their 70s and another man in his 50s were all taken to hospital. Meantime, in Melbourne, a woman has died and two children are fighting for their lives after a house fire in the city's northeast overnight. A boy and girl were rushed to hospital after the incident while a woman was found dead in the property. Police are investigating the circumstances surrounding the blaze. To WA now, and 45 people have been charged with more than 149 offences after a statewide crackdown on child exploitation material. 61 properties were searched over seven days in the joint operation between WA Police and the AFP. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. More than 60 search warrants were executed across Perth and regional WA over seven days with more than 35,000 images and videos of child 
child exploitation material seized. Three alleged child sexual abuse victims have also been identified. Detective Superintendent Graham Marshall says the alleged offenders are from all walks of life. From students um, to persons in high positions of authority. So um, there's no one particular uh, type of individual you could say that is... uh, is more prone to accessing this material, so it's across the board, and that's what makes it um, such a difficult crime type to investigate. And former AFL player and commentator Wayne Carey has been banned from all Crown venues for two years after being caught with white powder at the Perth Casino. The 51-year-old claims the bag contained anti-inflammatory medicine. He's agreed to stand aside from Channel 7 and Triple M pending internal investigations. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, Editor-at-Large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, the Reserve Bank is, of course, meeting today and there's speculation the official cash rate will increase yet again. So how much do you think we'll see interest rates increase by? But it's good to note there's always a bargain out there if you shop around. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Tash. It's going to be a close call. I know the consensus is 0.5, and that's what most people are saying. And that would mean that the RBA is going to go along its aggressive path. But it could take a softer approach, say 0.4, given there is a lag between rate hikes and impact. But if I've got to make a call, I would say 0.5 because it did revise its inflationary forecast to 7.75, and it really does need to rein this in. Look, either way, Tash, as you say, rates will be going up. But banks are actually cutting their rates. But the trap here, of course, is it's the new customers only. And this is the thing. When you when you look at uh, RBA data, it does show there's a margin between new and old by 0.47%. And even only as last week, we saw the major banks, even Virgin Money, cutting their rates for new customers. So I think the tip here is, yes, refinance. But the question for a lot of people will be, well, maybe I've just refinanced. Is there a downsides to refinancing again so soon. A couple of points to note. Have you recouped your fees? Try not to increase your term again because that offsets any uh, interest rate savings. And if you got a cash back last time, read the fine print. They may ask you to pay back that money if you're refinancing from them early. And then check, if any, what impact a credit card, uh, your credit score would have by uh, refinancing again. Yeah, great tips as always. If you're talking about data, this is really interesting. Are you keeping up with the Joneses or the Kardashians? I can't believe <laughs> I said Kardashians, but <laughs> it's interesting to see how many people are still saving. It is. And I don't know if I'm keeping up with the Kardashians, <laughs> no. but hopefully the Joneses. <laughs> um, yeah, again, this has come from RFI Global, and this is a new data that's just out. And it separated um, those who have a mortgage versus those that don't, and it broke it down into ages. So that was interesting to see that those with mortgages have more money saved up than those without mortgages. So to give you an idea, if you're under 35 and you have a mortgage, uh, the average uh, saver there has about $39,000. And I suspect that's in their home loans, uh, in their offset or redraw making additional uh, payments. Non-mortgage holders have about $20,000 stashed up. If you're between 35 and 54 and you have a mortgage, there's about $48,000 saved there. Non-mortgage holders have about $10,000 left around 30, uh, less, sorry, around 35000 And if you're 55 and over, about 49000 if you're a mortgage holder. You actually have more if you're a non-mortgage holder, about fifty-four. So I'm not sure how everyone's stacked up there, but that's a benchmark to, to have a look at it. The good news is we did talk about higher rates. That's going to flow on to saving accounts. 
I'm seeing saving accounts actually rise up. Last week alone, 15 providers increased their saving rates. The highest one right now is sitting at 3.6%. There are a few hoops to get through to get that rate, but look, that's actually higher than the, the cheapest home loan rate out there. Great tips as always to shop around. Thanks so much, Effie. Thank you. Time now for Sport with Brett Thomas and Brett. Incredible performance from Nick Kyrgios in the US Open. Of course, now he is favourite to win after upsetting the world number one to make the quarterfinals. Yes, certainly is. Good morning, Tash. And for the first time in 38 years, we've got a man and a woman at the quarterfinal stage of the US Open. Isla Tomjanovic continuing her giant killing run. We'll talk about her in a moment. But Nick Kyrgios against Daniil Medvedev. He had uh, beaten him just a few weeks ago in the Canadian Open final. And he repeated that uh, yesterday in the round of 16. He's in sensational form at the moment, of course, coming off that uh, amazing run at Wimbledon where he was runner-up. But there was um, plenty of the Nick Kyrgios show yesterday. At one point, he ran onto the wrong side of the court to smash a ball in uh, that looked like it was going out off the racket of uh, Medvedev. So, of course, that means that he uh, lost that point and even he was a little bit confused as to why that happened. I still can't believe the boneheaded play I made over here. Um, I thought that was legal, to be honest, but uh, that's going to be everywhere on Sports Centre, so I'm going to look like an idiot, so that's, that's all right. But yeah, it was an amazing match. Obviously, Daniil is you know defending champion. Um, a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but I played really well. I've been playing amazing the last couple of months. So next up, he's got Karen Kachin off the 27 seed from uh, Russia tomorrow morning in the quarterfinals. He's back on court uh, this morning as well, teaming up with Thanasi Kokonakis in the fourth round of the doubles. And the Serena Slayer, Isla Tomjanovic, is into the quarterfinals for the first time as well. But uh, now that she's a match after that to win, big win over Serena Williams, she doesn't feel like the villain of New York. I just feel like I'm one of the eight people that will be in the quarters, yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. I, I think the moment has passed. Isla and Nick in the form of their careers, Tash. Incredible. So good, Brett. And now to the NRL. The pressure is certainly on the shoulders of Manley's coach. Yeah, and now this morning we read that Manly's playing group have been handed surveys to show whether they support the coach, Des Hasler. So the writing on the wall for poor old Des, given the pride jersey saga and then seven straight losses to end their season, although he does have the support of his captain, Daly Cherry Evans. A bit surprised to see all of the press come out in the last couple of days and, you know, considering... You know, the conversations I've had with some of the boys and Des and that, um, it is a bit surprising. Manly not in the finals, but the Eels certainly are. And forward Sean Lane believes teammate Dylan Brown is the missing link to the club shot at Premiership Glory. He says the growth of Brown could be the key to ending their 36-year title drought. More responsibility on his shoulders. And um, I think that was kind of missing from that team the last few years. And it could be the, the difference for us this year. They battle with the Panthers in Friday night's qualifying final. And to the AFL now, and a Demon Star will attempt to play in a knockout final with a headline leg fracture. Is he kidding? Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's only small, um, apparently, but uh, still incredible that Christian Petrarca will attempt to play with that sort of injury, given he's a really explosive player as well. So you'd think that he would lose some of that top-line speed that allows him to accelerate out of uh, contests. But Lee Montagna, the dual All-Australian, believes that he can do it. A little crack in your leg. It sounds a lot worse than it is. Uh, you just get a little bit of uh, love juice put into it, a little bit of help. You won't no. feel it, and he'll be right to play. He'll still play. He'll play uh, the lines on Friday night. That's a knockout semi-final. I think we could all use a bit of love juice sometimes, Tash. Yeah, you can speak for yourself. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. <laughs> 
And Australian music icon Judith Durham will be officially farewelled with a state funeral tonight. The Seekers lead singer passed away last month, aged 79, after a long health battle. The state service will be held in the Victorian Arts Centre from 7 o'clock tonight, with hundreds of fans set to attend. The service will also be streamed. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.